fuck, I shouldn't have done that either because I want a whole fucking bag. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Yeah. How are we doing? Half a second before we press. I'm great. Mm. Revised statement? I mean, I feel like I'm fine. You're fine. I'm great. It's always a lie, but. I always <sighs> wondered how those people can be realistic when people ask how you're doing. And you're just like, yo, can I tell you about the shit I've been doing? <laughs> like, no, you just say, I'm fine. How are you? And a conversation. I mean, oh, God. I had a very awkward encounter. This is why I don't talk to strangers. Okay. So I got to work. Oh, God. And I, there was someone new that had been in the middle of training, and nobody fucking told me that I was now in charge of training until 6 p.m. I got there at 4.30. It was not a big deal. You're just so good at your job. Nobody fucking told me. Um... And my instinct is always bitch face activated. Yep. Don't talk to me. Yep. Unless you need something. Mm-hmm. Immediately on the wrong foot. Because they questioned something that I absolutely fucking knew that I've been doing for three years. And try to tell me that I was incorrect. So, if, like, Was 40, this person older? I genuinely don't give a rat's ass. Okay, all right. Continue. So, 45 minutes later, after, like, dead fucking silence, they say, my name is so-and-so, what's yours? And I said, Joe. And they said, Joan? (laughs) I was like, Joe, J-O. It's nice to meet you, they said. Do you want to know what my response was? Immediate after it's nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I know exactly that that mood you were in because I've been in that <sighs> mood where you just say words and hope that it's correct. I and because you just genuinely don't care. I didn't correct myself. I didn't elaborate. Because I didn't care, but at the same time, there's no coming back from that. Happy birthday. Thanks, you too. What? Or it's like, I love you. Thanks. Yeah. You know? Or like when the waitress says, enjoy your food, and you're like, thanks, you You too. too. You know what? It is what it is, bro. You know what? You just, the the day ends right there. Take it as it is. Yeah. Just. The day ends. We're done. It's like when I text. And there's an absurdity in there. And, like, I correct myself afterwards. But I really think that one of my New Year's resolution, you know what? Take it as it is. Decipher for yourself. You take that little nugget as you... Like like this morning when I texted you, my dog cleared the driveway. I could have. I I understood that that was your dad because I I would think that that's a very... Large feet for Chewy to bang out, you know, little skish motherfucker holding a damn shovel. <laughs> I kind of figured it wasn't your three pound dog that cleared a downhill driveway. He's 10, okay? Whatever. 10 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a little fucking gremlin. That <laughs> like, you know, the, do- the dad part was not necessary, but hey. I do it too. Well, I re- I reread it and I was like, my dog. But you know what? 
great things come from things like that. Yep. Hence, Canudar. Yeah. It happens so much with me with Ryan. I'm like, he must think I'm the biggest fucking idiot. But or you know genius. what? That's okay. That's fine. I've accepted it. I'm done correcting myself. I'm also done with the LOLs at the end of my sentence. You take that attitude however you damn well please. I'm done telling I've you. I've been learning to do the same because I've been noticing odd, I though. do it all it's the time. Because it's all about connotation. Is that what is that the word? Is that the word? You don't want to come across hard. Yeah. When I'm like, that's so what I said to you earlier, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm ready when you are. And you're like, oh, well, we're going to wait. And I said, the fuck did I say? Lol. Okay. Did I? Maybe. I don't know. No. I said, like I said, whenever you're ready. Yeah. And after I sent it, I was like, oh, God, should I send an LOL? Because I don't want it to seem like that's coming off. It's like, you know what? It's fine. I took that as... As what it was? Yeah, as what you said. But whenever you're initially, ready. I would say, LOL, whenever you're ready, LOL. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? We're done yep. with the lulls. Because I'm not laughing. It's... Exactly. So why are we doing it? <laughs> like, how did because, it start? Because... Because our generation... I'm you, LOL. <laughs> I... <laughs> You're so funny. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I think that our generation is like slightly obsessed with like, we just don't want to rock the boat. We just don't want to. A hundred percent. Which is why like, we don't talk to people at checkout lines. We don't talk to our nail techs. The generation that follows, so fucking chatty. All you motherfuckers want to do is talk. Like, shut the fuck up. I feel... So pressured when I get my hair colored because I'm in that chair for a minimum two hours. And I, they'll ask me a question and I'm like, I'll hair dryer to the ear. And you're like, "Hmm?" yeah, it's like when the dentist is like, how are you doing? You want me to answer with sign language? Cause you're in my mouth. (laughs) Like I just, so I went, the last time I went to get my haircut, I had the same anxiety. I was like, oh my God. And I've seen this kid. Literally the last like eight years of my life. He's the only person that's got my hair. And I am sitting there and I'm like, we're, we're not gonna talk. Yep. We're not gonna Kira sits next, chatty as fuck. Yep. They're going at it. They're just chatting away, laughing. Yep. He's loving every minute. And I'm like, how does she do that? Like, yeah. How do how did she come from you? <laughs> it's the bigger question. <laughs> I don't get two antisocial motherfuckers. Laid down in bed and had social butterflies. Two negatives is a positive. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I is don't that wrong? Know. I don't math. But anyways, <sighs> awkward encounters. How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Okay. So speak- oh, speaking of awkward encounters, holy fuck. We got some shit to talk about today. Listen, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, I know exactly what I was thinking. A few weeks ago, on my tickety talk, sorry, I came across, I think I sent this to you. I know. You know what it is? My skin is so dry right now because of the weather. I'm double moisturizing and it's not working. Damn. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, 
I think I sent it to you on TikTok, but it was a clip of Dakota Johnson and a dude at a table and she's eating, sitting there eating yeah, eating oatmeal, right? Yeah. And and it's this fucking clip. And I remember I sent it to you because I was like, yo, literally, that would be like her. That would be me. Yeah. Right. If Javi ever sat down and he's like, you know, this isn't working. I think we should break up. And I and she looked at him and she was like, OK. And then he got so fucking offended. Yeah. Like, that's it. Just OK. You're not going to say anything else. And she's like, how are you the one offended when you're the one that broke up with me? Yeah. So I researched and I found the movie. Now, it's a movie, not a show. It's a movie. Okay. I thought from that clip that I was going to watch a tragic romance. I went in blind. So when Which I. Which is usually the best way to go into things. You're opening up Hulu. Is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Called Wounds. It's called Wounds. There it is. Now it's this thriller movie. And still, I proceeded. Okay. Is this recent, by the way? What I walked into. Uh-oh. My face was so loud through the entirety of this movie. <laughs> I because, love when your face is loud. Because I, it's from 2019, I couldn't form words. Only faces. Only express. And it consisted of. Oh, I have to watch this now. People, she's giving me audacity. It's just, I was out uh, a stutter. I had a stutter of the face. Who? Where? Yes. <laughs> With who? With who? What you did? Yeah. Whatever. That, however the clip goes. That was me. Th- okay, so what are you talking about? Give me a little, right? What's the, what's the synopsis even say? I'm a... Disturbing and mysterious things begin happening to a New Orleans bartender, played by Army Hammer, after he picks up a phone left behind in his bar. Also starring Dakota Johnson and Zazie Beats. Now, oh. that tells me nothing. Yeah, no. Okay. But I remember this so, original conversation, though. He's at the bar. I don't even know what his fucking name is. Dude's at the bar. He's the bartender. This bar has... The two patrons that he's talking to who are his friends, and it is a melanated woman and a white man. And then at the back, there's a naked big lady playing pool. That's me. She is (laughs) birthday suit naked. That's me. Because at this bar, if you want to drink for free, you got to get naked. Wait, really? Yep, that's a fucking rule. That's a fucking rule. It's called... I remember the name of the bar. It's Rosie's Bar. This is Rosie's Bar rule. So enters some dude that lives upstairs. He's already fucking cocked, but he came in with some buddies and a bunch of underage college kids. And the bartender was just like, I couldn't even fucking bother. Like, whatever. So a fight breaks out between the man upstairs and his disgruntled friends. And somebody, like, smashes a fucking beer bottle and shoves it into his face. And he's got this fucking, like, gash on his cheek. Now, of course, like, in their nature, the college kids. Videotaping. Pull out their phones. Videotaping, I mean. <laughs> That's really dumb of you. That's really They start recording. Yeah. They start recording on their cellular devices. Because right? we're in 2022 and not 1992. It's 2019, actually. <laughs> 
But anyways, oh, so the fight breaks out. The bartender calls the cop because now we're like attempting murder over here. Like it's whatever. Rosie's fucking bah. And um, everyone bails and this phone is left behind. He picks up the phone. Um, bartender. Bartender picks up the phone. He pockets it. Uh, he goes. Now, there, there's like this fucking weird side story where he's like kind of like into the melanated girl. Even though he's got a live-in girlfriend at home, which is Dakota Johnson, and she's Trash. a student, and she's very busy with her life. But she seems like she's a little close with her professor. Like, it's really strange. So there's, like, infidelity of some sort, right? Or at least an undertone of that. So he starts getting text messages to the phone, and it's very much like, help me, they're going to kill me, I need help, blah, blah, blah. He ignores it like it's not funny. He figures out, because it's an android, he figures out the pattern by the fingerprint marks on the phone. Yep. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yep. Wipe your phone down after I, you I do use notice. It. I do notice. Yeah. yeah. So he figured it out or whatever. Now, clearly, infidelity has been a problem for him because Dakota finds the phone and she's like trying to get into it. She's like, whose is that? And he explains, but it sounds like bullshit, even though yep. we all saw what happened. Yep. So then he unlocks it and she's like, if it's a random, it's just a yep. lot of, ex- whatever. So... She's like, oh, my God, like, this person seems like they're in trouble. We should call the cops. And he's like, I'll just drop off the phone at the police office, the department, whatever. Shit ensues. There's a roach problem at the bar. And that's related? Yep, it's related. It follows him home. Now he's got roaches at home. So then messages start coming into the phone saying, like, oh, have you looked through the pictures? And when he looks through the pictures, it's pictures of dead bodies, whether they were caught up. It's just very graphic stuff, right? Gross things that you would find like on the dark web or something. So then he, excuse me, he comes across this video and it's a head on the table. And the head has a wound up by like the temple area. And you hear chanting. Oh, of course. Immediately, I was so angry. Yep. I'm like, of course, we're here. Why Why didn't I not see this come? Because I was so distracted by all the weird yep. shit that didn't fit. Together. And they, they, it just was weird. Whatever. So, he's watching the video. The chanting continues. And obviously, it's like someone taking a shitty video. And all of a sudden... A tiny little hand comes out of the wound and, like, does this thing. Oh. My eyeball. <laughs> because it was, I was like, ah! You don't do well with scary. No! I was like, I thought we were in here for romance. Y'all bamboozled me, motherfuckers. I was so mad because I yet to see how did this clip from TikTok, how did we get here? Yeah. So... So he he starts to get affected by the videos, right? He loses possession of the phone at some point. Um but he shows the videos like he was watching the videos and the girlfriend comes home and he like oh. not watching us like I'm putting, putting this away. She's like what were you doing? What she's suspicious. So he's like no, you shouldn't watch and so she watches and in in the in one of the pictures there's a stack of books and she zooms in and reads the title. Then on her, out of her own, I feel like I've used this word a lot today, volition. Out of her own volition, she gets on her computer and she looks up the things and 
now we start finding her completely zoned out and hypnotized at her computer. And all she's doing is staring at a screen. And there's like this dark, endless void of nothing. And it is affecting her. To the point where he's trying to wake her. And she's not. Like, eyes are blood red. Like, she's peeing herself. Like, it was bad. Then she he starts to get pictures to his personal phone from his girlfriend's phone of, like, figures on the bed. Oh, I don't like that. It's odd. It's so fucking weird. Right? I don't like that. Can, do you want me to spoil this? Yeah. Because I want to watch it, but at the same time, I don't. Like, I feel like you should. But I was so angry. Because we get to the part... I want you to spoil. Okay, so I'm going to spoil this. So if you don't want to hear it, then fuck off and come back later. Yeah. So it it comes to the point where here's the scene that I've been waiting for, right? And and then that's it, right? So she's like, oh, you should move out because what did you think? We were just going to sit here and cuddle. So then he, he makes a move on the girl that he's crushing on. Yeah. And that girl rejects him. And she keeps rejecting. And he's like, oh, but I broke up with her. Now we can be together. And she's like, you're fucking insane. Like, I'm with my boyfriend. Like, this is who I'm going to Don't call me again. So he's, like, still blowing up her phone. He gets himself fired from the bar. He's very sweaty and gross. I forgot. He starts itching at his fucking armpit. And just itching and itching and itching. And I'm like, dude, take a fucking shower. So he does, right? He listened. So he starts itching in the mirror and it's like a rash that he has under his armpit. Why? Why does he go into there's a wound and he's knuckles deep in his armpit? There was an open wound in his armpit and he was able to fit bitch awful fingers in there. What? I so, was wondering why this is called wounds. Right. So now, so he went up to check on the guy from upstairs that had the huge gash on his face because he never went to the hospital. Clearly, he was getting an infection. And so she kicks him out and he's got nowhere to go. So he goes back to that dude upstairs and he's like, listen, I'm crashing here. And the guy is like festering wound. It's disgusting. He's like, I could see your fucking teeth, dude. Like, you need to get that checked out. The whole time, he's still getting text messages from these fucking college kids saying that he's been chosen, that he's the perfect vessel, that da 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 ba ba da right? So he's, he's upstairs with this fucking weird dude that's, like, dying from this infected wound, and the amount of cockroaches that fill this room. Cockroaches? Yes. Like cucaracha? and Like cucarachas, right? But the big kissing ones. <gasps> And he's, like, (laughs) pinning this dude's face to the pillow because the wound is speaking to him. I'm sorry. And it ends with the camera on the opposite side of the bed watching them. So the guy's laying down. He's getting closer to the wound. He's focused. He's like, I hear it. I see it. Cockroaches start to come across the screen, but you see him open his mouth. What do you mean? What? That was it. What, that's worse than The Sopranos. That was it. I missed the point. 
So what I, is the point? I had to Google it. And the there is a point? the closest thing that I could find was that when you stare into the void, it stares back. Are you fucking <laughs> I Okay, yeah, you could take that concept and run, but give it purpose, give it meaning. I was so stressed out. Because this I'm was I'm not watching this shit anymore. It was it was weird. It was gross. It made no sense, but it did. I was mad because Dakota, again, why, did you why do, do we have to go to Satanism every fucking time? It's why does it have to come to this? But like, you, you were chosen in a perfect vessel for what? The roaches? The king of the roaches? Are you now Oogie Boogie? Ooh, origin story. The wound in the armpit <laughs> fucked me up. Uh, uh, was it like right kind of where like right? right Did you there? ever see that clip of that movie where the guy was like he the woman that he was in bed with was like a creature of some sort and her vagina was like in her side. Yeah. yeah. And he was like elbow deep yeah. in there. It was like that, but it was in his armpit. Um. But it wasn't giving him any pleasure. It was freaking him out just like it was freaking out the rest of us. That not hurt. If it hurts, I wouldn't put all he my fingers in it. He didn't seem like it was in paint. He just seemed like, oh, this is new. What is this? This is interesting. Oh, that's freaking me out. Let's not do that again. And that was the rest. That was all we saw of that wound. We never saw. We never revisited the wound again. He was too busy getting sucked off by another one. That's fucked. I he was opening his mouth to the wound on the guy's face. Like he was taking in something. Yeah. Because something started to come out. Like you could uh, see it. Like, uh, like uh, the more the, so he answered a call and it was like a sound that was coming from the phone and it was bringing in all the roaches and this thing just kept bubbling and, and thing. And the uh, guy was like in uh, so much pain and he was like so hypnotized by it that he was just like, ah. Like, enter me, darkness, whatever the fuck. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Fucking stay the fuck <laughs> over there. I I was... I regretted every moment of that. Yeah, I'm not watching that anymore. So Actually, then I, no, maybe I will, because I kind of want to just see it. Yeah, we can speed run it if you want. No, okay. no I want to, like, legitimately watch oh, it. Oh, you want to sit down and yeah, analyze? and digest. I want your dad to watch it. I just need to see his take on it. Put it that way. Like, hey... Tell you, me said, what? you said it's on it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I'd be like, hey dad, just watch this and let me know. I just chose <laughs> curious as to what your thoughts are on this because she can't make up her mind. Do you want me to go do my next one real quick? Or do you wanna Well mine's kind of weird too? Oh, so, so was, it tracks with the yeah. weird? Give it to me. The innocence. I, I think you're lying. I bet you they're guilty. <laughs> oh, they'd be guilty. <laughs> some of them, some of them. Yeah. Um this has been, I've seen it on Shudder, like, floating around. This is, this is one of their high class ones. This is a good one? This is a really good one. Okay. All right. It's just shy of two hours long. Came out last year. And it literally follows a group of kids. You know, Children? you know me and the kids. Oh, God. <laughs> but like this that. was filmed in Finland. So they're speaking a different language. You have to watch subtitles, blah, blah, blah. Okay. IMDb gives us a 7 out of 10. Could not agree more. We have um, Little Ida. 
I would say she's like nine, eight, nine. Okay. She has a, an older sister, Anna, who is autistic, a nonverbal autistic. So she does a lot of like rocking back rocking, and forth, humming um, and stuff. She likes like she flips pot lids. You know how you can flip them and they kind of like yeah. She likes that, like the repetition of things like that. So I could. It's a it's a thing. Mm-hmm. She Ida. They just they had just moved into this like this um, apartment complex, and she meets this little boy uh, Ben, and he kind of like shows her like this little area he has in the woods, which is kind of cool. But then he's like, "Hey, look at this trick I can do," and she find they find like a a lightweight rock, and he kneels on the ground and she drops it from up like above him, and when it gets to in front of his eyes, it veers off. But he can only do it with lightweight rocks. And so I'm like, okay, we got, like, telekinetic shit going on. Okay. Um, but then we have... Ida's a little shit, okay? So she's, like, Kira times ten. <laughs> but she will do, like, she... There was broken glass at home. And I think she did this out of attention. She put some of it in her sister's shoe. Because she would pinch her sister really, really hard, but her sister wouldn't Wouldn't react. react. So she thinks that her sister can't feel any pain or she was testing it. So her sister obviously wasn't really complaining a lot. But then at the end of the day, her mom took off her shoe, saw the blood. But we also meet this other little girl, Aisha, who has um, vitiligo. Vitiligo or something like that. She's so cute. And um, I've always liked yeah, no, I know. No, it's fine. I think that it's skin beautiful. type is so gorgeous. Yeah, no, same. But, um, so, and she, like, she was putting on her shoes and she Batiglio? saw blood. Batiglio? I can't remember how to say it. She sees blood on her foot, but then it, like, disappears almost like a vision. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay. Um, so I'm just gonna try to condense. Her and Anna are sort of connected. Okay. Anna's nonverbal, but Aisha can hear what she's saying inside. Oh. So when they're together, it's she knows what Anna's thinking. They play they're like playmates now, they're friends, and they're connected in that sort of way. Okay. Telepathically, for sure. Um, but then when Ben comes around, his ability also grows. So it's like there's Ida is normal. And it's like, but it's only when they're together that they're uh, it's like amplified? Yes. Okay. And, but also with Aisha's help, she could get Anna to say, like, start saying words again. She would, like, say them in her head. But then when she would go home and Aisha goes home, she couldn't do it. Um, There was this one part where I was like, yo, this is fucked. Um, Ida and Ben were, like, doing rebellious things. But then they found a cat, which happened to be Aisha's, that had gotten out. And they took it up to, like, the top floor of their building. And you know how you can look down the stairwell and see all the stairs? They fucking dropped it. Thinking and I was that like, it would land on its feet or something? Yeah, well, it 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 lived. Um, okay. And then it crawled away. And you could see, like, it. they CG'd that it had, like, a broken leg or whatever. Hearted, so, yeah. And this motherfucker, Ben, goes over and squishes its head with his foot. I was like, did we need to see that? But I think they did it because it was, like, at that point where he was, like, getting more bad. You know how serial killers start with, like, animals and go up? I think it was like that. Because then this motherfucker is mad at his mom. 
And because his gifts are getting more powerful, because they all live within the sort of same complex. Okay. Frying pan. Knocks, knocks his mom out. Good And God. she's boiling a big-ass pot of hot dogs on the stove, and he manipulates the pot to fall over, and it burns her. And she does wake up. This is why humans don't have exactly. gifts. So his powers are getting stronger to the point where he can now um, enter someone else's mind and make them do his bidding. What? Yeah. So, but it's funny because Anna and Aisha are, they're like the, the light side of this, and he's like the dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Sorry, it's, it's like, but Anna, it's like Anna's the powerful one and he's, so it's like they're clashing. Like it's two mm. sides of the same coin and um, they end up having, so it's like this telekinetic, telepathic battle. And it's like when they were arguing at one point, Ben and Anna, without really arguing, they were just trying to like outdo each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. You, like the, like the, like uh, the dirt at their feet would like. Start shaking. Yeah, and we, but it was that's how like they showed the power. Yeah, and it was so cool because it was very um, like simply done with like CGI effects. It wasn't like blast of light. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah, blah. It was all very like uh, just subtle. Yes, thank you. That's the word. Um, and so it's sort of it was just like I guess this battle. Like you see this boy, but then. There was one point where, he, okay, he's killed his mom at this point, but he still lives in the apartment with her, and her body's just chilling in the kitchen. Oh. And he's trying to, like, like, he enters the mind of another man to kill his bully, and, like, it's a, he tries to kill Aisha because- yeah. dudes ain't shit, even at the age of eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that well that's why he, like, and then when Aisha, um, he enters her her mom and to try and kill her, but she, like, but with Anna, they, like, were able to- yeah, make that. it not happen. Mm-hmm. And he gets, but he was like, you see Ben, and he literally like goes in his apartment, and he just he screams and he sobs because I just see it as like he has his power and he's trying to like push the limits, but he's like he doesn't know enough to like stop or like he does, but he doesn't at the same time. Like he's conflicted with his feelings. Yeah. Um, and and it's like the the aggressive dark side is winning and it's almost like i don't know it was like there was a pa- a struggle within himself which you could see and it was just the kids were so good yeah like i believed anna had was a nonverbal autistic the whole time wow like they were just they were good it was such a good story this is definitely one of shutter's like what strong. country was that finland mm. um i am starting to appreciate like movies from other countries so this one i i would call it like a psychological drama Mm. because it's a very slow burn not like a lot happens if you think about it there's not like a super ton of action but it was such a simple story but because it was so well executed that's what made it like and the young actors were phenomenal and it was just it was just good shit it was all good shit it was the good weird shit so like if wounds actually had a story, <laughs> if it was actually been... a point to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that the innocence. Highly recommend. It was good shit. Um. Also, on... Shutter. What on Shutter? Yeah. Listen. Yeah. I watched this movie because of the shit that wounds was. Right. Oh, you you did this to get it to get wounds yeah, out of your Yeah, just to system. like it was like a palate cleanser for me. Yeah, I guess. So on Netflix, Lady Chatterley's Lover. 
I don't know what I expected. Again, went in blinds. Like, I had seen a trailer for it. And I knew that it was, like, this woman that was having an affair. And it was very British. Yeah. Um, and very old school. Well, he's he's from Scots. He's, Scot- he's from he's Scotland. Scottish. Yeah, he's from Scotland. I don't know what it is about. I mean, it's because my ancestors were from there. I'm just like, it's like in my veins, but so that good. accent does shit to me, man. I mean, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> um, let me see. But if more I than can... the British accent does. So this is on Netflix. An unhappily married aristocrat begins a torrid affair with a gamekeeper on her husband's country estate. Now, That's... Emma Corrin is in this. Um... What did I see her in previously? The Crown. She played yep. Elizabeth. She played Queen Elizabeth. Jack O'Connell plays Oliver. Uh, Jolie Richardson is in this. I think she was probably the only familiar apart from um, Emma. Yeah, because I don't really recognize anybody else. Anyways, so her name's Connie in the movie. And uh, she's married to Clifford. Um, Connie and Clifford. Yeah. Newlyweds. He goes off to fight in the war literally the day after their wedding. Ain't that some shit. Comes back paralyzed from the waist down. Right. Is this World War? I don't fucking know, Amanda. I don't know my It's old, in other words. Like, it's it's not. It's it's 20th century. It's an old war. I don't know. (laughs) Uh... Uh, it doesn't say in the synopsis. That sucks. That's fine. World War Two. It looks 1920s. like 1920s. Okay. World War One. Okay. That's fine. Um. No, that was way earlier. I'm gonna. Whatever. I'm gonna go in on this because honestly, like, even if this isn't your genre, I think you should watch it. It already sounds like it's. There's a nudity all over this, but it I is, love it. It is so like full frontals. Like we are, I love it. we're both buck naked, running through the rain. Oh, I love but it. But it's so like <laughs> it's so well done mm. that it's not raunchy and gross. Oh, yeah. There is a way to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's raunchy. But let me, let me get to it. Hold on. So he comes back from the war, paralyzed from the waist down, and uh, she's now become his, his, his caretaker. Yeah. And so they get into bed, and she's like, you know, she's feeling it. And he's like, oh, eh, it don't work no more. They had sex once. Before he left? No. On their wedding night. And she's like, damn, dude. Like, I've been wanting that dick this whole fucking yeah. time. Not- <laughs> I'm just trying to shorten it, yeah. right? So her we'll days. To 2022 Sorry. <laughs> so her days are just filled with. Either doing nothing, like walking the ground. Because when you're that rich, what do you have to do? <laughs> taking care of him. Yeah. And it's literally, that was all she was doing was just taking care of him and, and encouraging him. And he's like, oh, I want to be a writer. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And she's like, I'm here for you, babe. Let's get her done. But, but I'm, I'm not born. getting done. Right? <laughs> so he, yeah. he comes up with, he, he comes up with this thought. Oh, God. Right? Because now he's building an empire. Oh, of course he is. Right? He's like, um, like, I think it had something to do with manufacturing engines for cars. Gotcha. So this thing is taking off, right? And 
he's like, oh, I, he's like obsessed with the thought of leaving this as a legacy to his offspring. Well, baby, your dick don't work. Mm-hmm. So he says, Lady Chatterley, yo, how about you go on, have an affair. I don't want to know who it is. I trust your judgment that you're going to pick someone who's worthy. But we basically need to have a baby so that I can leave my empire to someone. Just don't tell me who it is. Mm -hmm. So she's like, it was almost like a slap in the face to her. Yeah. Like, really, motherfucker? I was like, you know what, though? All right. She goes, hell yeah. I can do it. But she can't really, like, find anyone she's attracted to. And to the gamekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Also, from the war quiet he's broody love it all the right things he's wearing his little paper boy (laughs) he got a head full of hair (laughs) so he's obviously keeping track of the grounds and there's like this fucking little miniature cabin slash shed out in the woods on the estate and she's like of course there is she's like can i get a key to this and he's like i think there's only the one key but sure he looks like he just wants nothing to do with this bored ass housewife right so, uh, what was it? Her sister came to town and she's like telling Clifford, this is bullshit. Like, my sister shouldn't be waiting on you hand and foot. Yes, girl. You need a fucking caretaker. So she brings in his babysitter from when he was a kid, his nanny. She comes back. <laughs> nanny to, comes back. <laughs> to take care of his ass. Who's played by, uh, what's her name? What did I say? Uh, Jane. Nope. It wasn't Jolene. Jane. Jane. Joan. Jolie. Close Jolie. enough. So, um, if y'all don't know who she is, every time I think of this lady, I think of, like, 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close, because she played Anita. Oh, yeah. But I know that she's been in other things. I just can't, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was in Nip Tuck. That's what she was in. That was the other. But there it is, 101 Dalmatians, 1996. I forgot about that. Um, She was also in The Sandman. Oh, my God. Anyways, she's been all over the place, right? So, she's the nanny. And it's really cool because you see, like, the staff of the house, like, talking about the gossip that's going on within the house. And she's basically the one confirming or denying, like, what rumors are real and whatnot and whatever. So, anyways, so Connie starts to spend a little more time with Oliver. He's the caretaker, the the gamekeeper, whatever that is. Um, And they start raising, like, geese or ducks or something like that. And so she goes down there one day and she, like, wants to play with the little fuzzy animal and she starts to fucking sob. And they end up fucking. Now, she does not. (laughs) This goose is making me sad. (laughs) Yeah, she got all emotional. And she's, like, flung herself into his arms because she needed comfort. Oh, of course. But it wasn't like that. Like, it was just, like, you truly felt bad for her. Because up until this point, you've seen what she's gone through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how fucking bored she is. And how she's not allowed to do anything. So she just literally needed... And, like, her husband is just so fucking oblivious to everything. She just needed, like, a like human comfort. Mm. It was just a yearning for some kind of human interaction, right? So they bang one out. And... He's like, okay, I guess I'll walk you back. And she goes back home and then they meet up again. And she's very, she's feeling very conflicted about it. But also, like, that was pretty, like, a good yeah. time. So, it is 
she <laughs> describes him. So she describes Clifford as a gentleman. But she describes Oliver as tender. Do you see what that did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a difference. Oh, there be a difference. We have to watch this. <laughs> oh, I'm going to we now. We have to watch this. Going to now. Because the way that... It's going to sound gross, but I'm going to say it. The way that they make love, that's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. Passion. Fire. He, she's clearly enjoying herself. Mm. I think the second interaction they had, he went down on that shit. And she fucking left. She was like flabbergasted. Like, oh my God, what, what? And he was like. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But like, they, now, now it's, it's him seeking her out. And she's like, oh God, like, I don't know if this is right. Like if we get caught, but eventually she falls for the dude. Oh, of course. And then he is like. So fucking in love with her, right? And they're spending all this fucking time together. And at one point, um, she's like, I don't have time. And he goes, oh, we're going to make time. She's like, we're too far from the woods or whatever. So he's like, yo, I'm putting my jacket down right here. So they get naked. They do shit out in the open in the field, right? And what's interesting is that in movies like this, it's usually the woman who's making all the noise and the hemming and the hawing. Is him, girl? Oh! When he's sitting that, there, he's like, that changes "That's it. it." Just and I'm like, ah! "That changes <laughs> the whole game." Oh, I'm so watching. And this. then he, the, you see that like it clicks. <laughs> yeah, it clicks with them. So like, you know how like you're just having sex to have sex. But then when you're, like, working together and it's working Working? on both ends, like, you see that. Yeah. You're like, oh. 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 Yeah. It's going somewhere. So they finish, and he literally was like, we got off together that time. Isn't it so much better when it's like that? So then it becomes this thing of, like, that's all they're working towards while building a very beautiful fucking relationship I'm going to spoil this bitch till the end. I don't give a fuck. Because this movie... Bro, this is another 10 out of 10 for me. Like, uh-huh. I well, watched it this. once. And I want to watch it again. But I don't want to ruin it for myself. Like, it was just so good. The first time I watched it, I'm so scared that it won't live up to... It's like when you get your first high. Oh, yeah, yeah, You're chasing that shit. Yeah. It just doesn't compare. Yeah. But it's just so well done. So, eventually... um. He finds out, um, uh, Clifford finds out that she's having an affair because she's, now she's pregnant. Yeah. By Oliver. Yeah. But Clifford is a fucking idiot. And he thinks, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go on this trip for two weeks. And when I come back, I'll probably be pregnant. She's trying to cover her ass now. Yeah. Because when he said go have an affair, he meant with someone of a high standard, not the fucking gamekeeper. Oh, I'm sorry that there were fucking bylaws. Well, that's what he meant by, like, I trust your judgment. That it'll be someone of a high status, not some low life. Why does it matter if he's going to keep it as his own? Because back then, because back then, son of a gamekeeper, that's not mine. So, why is it coming out with a band of brogue? (laughs) So, um,. He got all excited, right? Because she was going on this trip. And he's like, oh, when you come back, okay. 
And they had already planted the seeds of like, oh, you know, we we're talking about having a baby because like, so she told the caretaker, um, Mrs. Bolton, right? Who's the nanny or whatever that, oh, it's all still working down there. So we have high hopes, you know, so they had to plant these seeds. But at this point, she's pregnant. Yeah. By Oliver. Yeah. And an affair has technically not happened. Right. So her sister and her go to, I think it's Italy. And this is where she's supposed to have her affair. Mm-hmm. But cat gets out of the bag. That it's Oliver that she's having the affair with. So instead of continuing on, she came back. And Mrs. Bolton is like, she cares so deeply for Connie that she's like, no, like you can't be here. Just go. We will fix this. She said, absolutely not. So she tells Clifford the whole fucking night. She's like, I want a fucking divorce. I don't want to be with you. I'm in love with him. Her sister was outraged. She's like the gamekeeper of all fucking things. That's who you chose. Like she was disgusted. Everybody was Bitch against this. Right? So Clifford was like, well, you're fucked because I'm not giving you the fucking divorce. You can leave, but I'm not giving you the divorce because then she would leave with wasn't what, is that still no doesn't she still like oh like did they not do that thing where she would leave with half oh uh probably with money yeah or whatever yeah so he basically was like it's not gonna happen and oliver himself had previously been married and i think his ex didn't want to give him the divorce because she was he came back from the war and she was entitled to half of his money from that check that he gets, a pension or yeah, whatever yeah, the hell it is. Yeah. So she wouldn't grant him the divorce because he had to pay her half the money. Ugh. Yeah. So he was technically All about money, people. So he's confronted by Clifford, gets fucking fired. Connie comes back and she's like, this can't be happening. Like, this is, I'll leave with you. And she kept saying that to him. She's like, let's just pack our shit and leave. Like, let's just fucking go. Like, I don't care. Let's just disappear. And he was the one that was like, no, like, you can't do that. I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So, obviously, he has to leave. He's run out of town mm-hmm. for sleeping with the lady of the house. Yeah. The best line in the whole fucking movie. Mrs. Bolton says, what am I supposed to tell people? Like, what am I su- supposed to say to people? Like, what, what am I supposed to say when they ask why you left Mr. Chatterley, right? For the gamekeeper of all people. And she said, because I love him. So she wasn't ashamed at all, right? So she's preggers. Months go by. Mrs. Bolton puts the rumors. Yo, main character right there. People were like, oh my gosh, she had an affair with the gamekeeper. She's like, it wasn't an affair. This is a love story. Oh my God, it just was so great, girl. You don't even know. Doesn't end happily. Does it end in a pretty little bow? Because if it doesn't, I will scream. Do you want me to tell you exactly how it ends, or do you want to no, experience leave it? Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. Because it was so good. It was so good. Are you itching to say it? Mm. Okay, say it. So she finds out where he is. No bullshit. She leaves Italy to go back to England, and he found out where she was. So he sent a letter. So as the letter is being read in his voice, she travels to Scotland. Where he went back to. He went back home. She finds him. And. Or where he's supposed to be living. And she's searching the grounds for him. 
and she can't find him. And suddenly, like, you see her. It's like the camera's, like, up. Oh, my God. It's so fucking beautiful. The camera's up close, and she's, like, looking out into the field. And he's behind her, but he's blurred. And he comes up behind her and just hugs her. And that's where it, Oh, my God. It was so romantic. Can you say the female <laughs> gaze? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Because that is 100% this entire movie. The way it was shot. The way it was written. The way it was acted out. The way that Oliver had sex with her, it was in an entirety, like, all of it. Female gaze, 100%. Not a single man touchless. I, that makes me so fucking Directed happy. by Laura DeClermont. I don't know who that is. Is it a woman? Oh, my God, it is. How could it not be? The whole thing, it was just... You couldn't have said it Stunning. better. And I remember saying that myself. Yo, this is... Female gaze through and through. Yeah. Because it, it's like I said, like, even though there was, like, full-blown nudity, it, it was so well done. Yeah. It didn't make me It was, like, the beauty, beauty of being human. Yes, being of just true. being in the moment yeah. and with the person that you love and you enjoy spending. Spiritual. Oh, my God. Yes. Gag. It was just, yo, when this motherfucker is inside of her and he's like, yo, that's it. Right there. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. You're about I to can't. hit me with some depression shit right now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, God. Yo, all but, I'm saying. But, but, love is involved. Lady Chatterley's Lover on Netflix. Do yourself a fucking favor. Get yourself nice and cozy in a bed. Light some candles. Have Make a shut. glass of wine. Have a charcuterie board ready because this was the vibe, you bitches. Mean a, you mean a carcucci board? Carcucci, whatever the fuck. Just. It was splendid, stunning, amazing, mesmerizing, so satisfying, triumphant, brilliant. It was just satisfying. All of it. This is how romance should be written. I like. I don't. I. Even, I, don't, I don't, I'm not for cheaters, but I understood that. Yep. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. I wasn't mad at her, mm -mm. Mm -mm. and it literally. It just goes to show, too, like, how much a woman would put up with because, so dudes get mad, right, when, like, oh, well, she just fucking left me and she's not even angry about it. Dude, she fucking hated you years ago. She was just looking for her moment to exit. Mm -hmm. Like, before we leave you, we already hate you. Yep. You're already dragging us down. You're mm -hmm. getting in my way. I'm resentful, like, totally resentful. The moment that we decide to leave... That's, like, our last fucking straw. Like, you know what? I fucking had it. Yep. My ducks are in a row. I can exit stage left now. Like, it's just... <sighs> you seem... I was satiated. That's a great way to say oh, that. God, I just loved all of that. All I wonder of it. it was a 10 out of 10. It was, like, literally living vicariously through something, like, in... Oh! Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. He was so good. It was so good. Oh, I'm watching this fucker tonight. Oh, I hope you do. Tonight. I was like, yo, this is porno for women. Yes. This is what it is. But it's on Netflix. 
And even though we saw nothing. And there's actually good actors. Oh my God. <laughs> Believable. Oh my actors. God. <laughs> and it's crazy because as you see her go through her life, like caring for her husband, you literally feel her exhaustion. Oh, like, yeah. bitch, I'm tired. Yeah. Go to bed. Oh my God. Someone get this bitch a biscuit and a coffee because she lost weight, bro. <laughs> Yo. I sleep a biscuit. I couldn't even believe that she even got pregnant because she was so thin. I'm like, there's no way you have a period. Yeah. Like, I just... No one had periods back then. What are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> Bro. Oh, we should have was... ended with that. Why I'm didn't we I'm end this sorry. episode with it? I'm sorry. That was fantastical. Oh. Go ahead and tell me. Bro, I'm scared. Because I've seen people's reactions to reading this book on TikTok. That shit don't look cute. What did you do to yourself? Why would you do this? What compelled you to pick this up? I was with you when we picked the, this up. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure I tried to tell you not to. The cover alone. <laughs> I was like, man, no. Don't do it. The book in question is A Little Life. A fucked up. By Let me see Tanya it. Yanagihara. That's so wrong. That's Anya, Yanina, Yanina. Yanina. <laughs> that sounded like what you just said. Uh, <clears throat> is that Japanese? I don't know. She it doesn't a, matter. It doesn't matter. So this actually came out in 2015. Uh, Scary. It is like 800 pages long. It's a thick bitch. It was a thick bitch. But worthy of the thickness. I will try to condense this as much as I fucking can. Yeah, just give me a gist because I know it's depressing. Four male friends. June, Willem, JB, and Malcolm. They're all very different men. They all met at college. And it, the whole book is basically their, how they started and like how they aged within like a 20, 30 year span. Okay. Okay, so they you see them young, you see them... In their adult, in their adult, like very much adult adultness, they this primarily revolves around Jude. Okay, he is like extremely reserved. He's very mysterious. He doesn't talk much about his past, like anything of that nature. Um, Malcolm, I forget what he did for a living, but he's basically like he wanted marriage, didn't want kids, just a regular normal life. JB is an artist. He is a painter. Does other mediums, but so he's very much an artist, has studio spaces, struggling, you know. Mm. Uh, Willem is, what is he? he's an actor. He becomes famous, like famous, famous, like face on billboards famous. Wow, okay. um, and Jude is a very, uh, very, very good lawyer. So that's what they do. Jude has never had a significant other. They know that, like, he doesn't talk freely of his emotions. He doesn't date. He doesn't date. He doesn't do any of that. They just enjoy their time. Very. Willem, him and JB were the ones who were the social butterflies. Hoe bags. 100%. Fuck boys. Got it. Um, JB is gay. Willem is bi. No, he's not bi. He, like, he's mostly with girls, but there were a couple men here and there, but it wasn't, like, his bag. So he's I'm still fluid. gonna call it bisexual. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was uh, curious. Yeah. So we only get pieces of Jude's back. This is mostly surrounding him. 
You know he was in some sort of accidents because he has episodes where like every nerve in his body is like on fire. I kind of imagined it as like a fibromyalgia. I was just going to say, was it that? Um, So he would like have to lie really still and like work through the pain. And if it was, a, it was definitely tied to trauma, you could tell, but you mm. didn't know what exactly. Mm. Of course, throughout the book, you, you learn more and more and more. I want you to spoil this because oh, I, I am. Okay, because I ain't um, never going to read this bitch. Um, I will say before I continue, all the trigger warnings, like I, all of them. All of them. So is that is that why people yes. react the yes. way that they do? So now is there like a it's big mental huge health twist? No. Or is it just the fact that the story is as sad as it people make it seem correct? So it's it's uh um mental it's, health. It's mental health, it's suicide, it's um uh pet, um sexual abuse as a child, it's uh uh prostitution as a child, it's all the things. Okay, go, go on. So, we know that Jude, back in the day, was in some t- sort of accident that fucked with his legs. Okay. And so, he would he would have, like, wounds on his legs, but they wouldn't really heal all the way. They would sometimes become pussy or whatever. So We've there was full just, circle. There was, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. So there was just a lot of health problems with his legs. Okay. We do find out what the incident was, blah, blah, but I'll, I'll save that. Um, he, so this man is just very broken. You know, he doesn't, but he doesn't, he's very adamant, not doing drugs, not like no alcohol. He doesn't want to, well, he does partake, but not, he's not an abuser. Not an excessive way. He is a cutter. Oh. So he finds his, he takes, he finds his solace in cutting. He has a personal physician that's a friend of his um, who he, like, he won't go to the hospital. He only sees Andy. Andy's his man. And, of course, he's lecturing him. He's like, if you don't stop doing this to yourself, I'm going to commit you. Like, the whole nine yards, you know. They know his mental health is not great. Andy and Willem later on find, like, is suspects and then later knows for sure that he cuts. Is that and, what the wounds are in his leg? Uh, No. Those oh. those were from he mostly does it like where you can't really see it. So like up Chest on the upper arms. Yeah. Um that usually is a place for yeah. men. So he does that and he does it a lot, right? Um that's that's one part of his personality. He ends up having a professor. You know he doesn't have he doesn't have any family. Um he was at a home like when he was young. I think I think he was left on a doorstep. I think. Is what I gathered. Is the cutting the reason why he doesn't ever get with anybody? Oh, it's it's all part of his trauma. Oh, uh, it's all I of it. Yeah. Okay. It's all related. Okay. Um, but he just internalizes it so much that he doesn't he doesn't like they try to push him to go to therapy. He doesn't want to do it. Um, but he has a professor Harold that he becomes really really close with, and Harold had a son who died when he was only like a couple years old. Mm-hmm. I forget why it was, but it was natural and. So him, Harold and his wife, like Jude becomes so much a part of them that they offer to adopt him. And this man is a full grown, like 30 year old man. Holy shit. And he like, that's the world to him because he doesn't really have a family except for his, his retinue of friends. Yeah. Right. Him and Willem are the closest. They are like, like bound by, by their souls, basically. Like mm. they know they could look at his face and be like, I know exactly what he's thinking right now. You know what I mean? Or how he's feeling, whatever. Mm. And they they read each other's body language extremely well. 
And uh, they've always been, like, together. Like, they're always best buds, mm-hmm. always with each other, go to the parties together, what have you. So he ends up getting adopted. Of course, it's a lot of turmoil for him because he's like, oh, my God, Harold's going to find out who I really am. He's going to find out everything that's ever happened to me. He's not going to want me. He he thinks I'm trash. Um, no, one lo- no one loves me. He's going to, like, forget it's ever. He ever said it was going to be a thing. So he cuts himself even more. And it's just like an ongoing battle of Jude hating who he is. Right. And that. Oh, like, that's what killed me most is I because I can relate because no one hates me more than me. Yeah. Jude, no one hates him more than himself. He's like, no one loves me, uh, even though people say they do. But he still internalizes that I'm unwanted. Nobody loves me. Right. He's going to find all this shit out about me and not want to have me as his quote-unquote son. But they go through with it. Harold doesn't really know all about him. He just knows he had a traumatic past. Okay. Um, And we're still growing up with them. So this is like 20 years of just building of these relationships and their jobs and who they are as adults and everything. So I will say this was his past. I'm spoiling it. He was at a mon- monastery is not the right word. Uh, you know, monastery with brothers, right? Like monks, monks but yeah. not monks. Like, like priests. I don't know. Monastery. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Whatever. Something of the church. Yeah. Where he was uh, physically, mentally, and sexually abused. Well, all the time. Jesus yeah. Christ. Except for one brother. No pun intended. Yeah. Sorry. Well, brother Luke. And he never did anything with him, but they had a greenhouse and he would he taught him all about the plants and like they had a very nice relationship. And um he would like make him nice little things. And so he was like trying to find a friend, right? Because even he was like the a little boy, and they almost like made him feel guilty that he was eating their food and taking up space and like, just all the trauma you how could give a kid. He, how did he get there? That, I think that he was left with them. Oh, my God. Um, the parents thinking that that's probably yeah. the best We don't know anything place. about his birth parents. Oh, I'm sure we don't. Yeah. So that's how he grew up. And so when How long he was, was he there? He was there until he was, like, eight. Oh, gross. Eight, nine. So, um, so Brother Luke is, like, devised a plan. We're going to escape. We're going to build a cabin in the woods. It'll just be us. I'll teach you how to hunt. I'll teach you how to fish. Live for yourself. Live off the land plant, grow your own veggies, whatever. And I was like, this is great. Get his ass out of there. Um, so he does get him out of there. And they stop in a motel and he tries to like, we need to go site for the cabin so that we can build. And so you you staying here and, um, but you know, we need to make money. No! Brother Luke brings in men. No! And But he's so, yeah. So he makes this eight year old up until he was 15 years old. But uh, no, excuse me. I almost want you to 14. stop. <sighs> it gets worse. Um, well, no, maybe not. But so he basically pimped him out to all these men for sex. And Brother Luke would teach him how to make it seem like he was enjoying it, um, how to perform. And then he was also the one who showed him when he's feeling bad to he showed him how to cut himself. Somehow cops found where, out. Where are you in this book? How far into this book are you when you find this shit out? Uh, halfway. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh... This is the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, nah. A little bit. Not really. Yeah. Um, and mind you, this, he's only, like, 13, 14 at this point. So, he ends up running away because the cops come right in the motel. Although they moved around, obviously, to different motels. But right. at the time... 
Brother Luke shoved himself in a bathroom and they took the boy away to, uh, they took Jude away to a home uh, for juveniles. And Brother Luke had hung himself in the bathroom, like, before the cops could even Fucking get to him. Fucking coward. Yeah. Um... So he was in the home, and of course, the counselors there in the home did the same fucking thing the brothers did. How the fuck does that even happen? How do you end up with such bad, shitty yeah, luck? Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's what he thought. He thought, I'm just like, bad luck. This is this is just me. No one loves me. Everybody hates me. Like This is all they see when they yeah. fucking look at me. Um, no one is showing him any love except for one nurse who did. Um, but she was, of course, just a nurse, so he wasn't, like, with her. So he ends up um, escaping the, the home because he's like, fuck this. And he ends up going into, uh, what's it, uh, hitchhiking with oh God. big trucks. And, of course, to be like, hey, I'm trying to get to Boston. He's trying to just go east because this was, like, in Montana, I believe. Um, so, of course, in order to pay his way, he has uh, of offered course. sex because that's all he knows. So that's all he knows how to do. So he's going from truck to truck, just trying to get his way to Boston or anywhere east. And that's how he's paying it. Um, he was so tired and so hungry because he, he couldn't, he was literally like a drifter at this mm-hmm. point. He fell asleep on um, against a tree outside and he woke up um, in someone's house and it was this guy and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm Dr. Uh, trailer was his name. And he's like, um, you know, it's not safe for you to be out here or whatever, but he like made him a sandwich and he gave him food and he's like, I got to ask, are you a prostitute? And he, he said, yes. He's like, well, you know, well, I got a bed here, whatever. But he was a very, like, stern man. Mm. So he didn't really, he was a man of few words. But he gave him food. He's like, I've got clothes right here. There's a bed in the, you know, wash your clothes, whatever. Um, and, but then he would start locking him in the basement, even though it was a room. Bro, men are fucking trash. Oh, 100%. Men are yeah. fucking trash. Yeah. Um, so he does end up sexually abusing him for Are a you while. fucking kidding me? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's 15. Yo! He's 15 at this point. What is this? Groundhog say? I guess. What the fuck? Yeah. And but but this guy, at least, you could feel that he was gonna like maybe when he came out of his usefulness, he was gonna kill him. Cause he would always have a crowbar and be like threaten him if he didn't have sex how, with him. How do we get here? How how does this keep happening? Yeah. How do you So st- meanwhile, so that's that was how that man lived from eight to fifteen. So that was his trauma. How does this child I hate to fucking say this. This book was hard. It was hard. I hate to say this. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh my god. Um, I'm trying to condense this, but this book is so it's so Bro, it's a lot. Fuck, um, don't worry about the time. So um he ends up escaping, right? And but this motherfucker finds him in his car. And he's in a field. Basically charges him with the car and he runs over him. And that was the accident that like fucked his legs up. So while he could walk very like he's always Jesus had. Jesus Christ. Pain. So every fucking day was just yep. a fucking reminder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For him, especially. So his cutting I increases. Ne- I can never read this. No, you couldn't. No. You have to be very. I'm not mentally stable, but I knew going in that it was going to be bad. So I like tried to distance but myself. But even knowing that. It was hard. I can't. This, there's so much more that happens. Okay, so he's in his adult, he's in his 30s. Sometimes he needs to wear, do like a wheelchair because like it's, he's, the pain is just so bad. He cuts himself. There was a suicide attempt, but it didn't, um, through cutting deep in his veins because he knew how to do it. But, and he was like, he prepared his will. He did letters. Like he was ready to go. 
And but he was saved by his uh his landlord, but not really his landlord, because they they're all rich at this point, by the way. That's the only thing I couldn't get behind is that all four of the friends were like really, really, really rich. Well off. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but anyway. So he's, he's a lawyer? Yeah. Like a really, really high up lawyer for a corporation. So like he does dirty work, so he gets paid big bucks. How do you even find the will well, to that, go to school? That's what kept him going. He put he put himself in his work. And it took his mind off of everything. That's why. But this okay, is exhausting. So Willem is obviously his best friend. And he has a call. His his physician, Andy, calls him like every day at midnight. Willem calls him every day at one, no matter where he is in the world, because he's off doing movies and plays and all this shit. Um, so that they can make sure that he's doing okay. He's not gonna try again, whatever. Mm-hmm. So while Willem is away on a shoot. Jude meets a man named Caleb and they end up dating. And but although he doesn't know that like Caleb, like he just they just went to dinner together. He thought it was gonna be a professional thing, but then Caleb kissed him and he's like, whoa. Like they end up having sex, but he's like, I don't consider my he's like, he's gonna all the bad things. Like mm-hmm. he's never been in a relationship he's never wanted to because sex to him was always a transaction. Right. And it's always been painful for him. Right. So he doesn't, and it brings, triggers him really bad. Mm-hmm. So with Caleb, it was very triggering, but like, it was great at first. And then it all like flew, uh, it all blew up in his face because um, like Caleb it <laughs> was so like. You're Kate, really stressed out right now. Caleb had a thing. He didn't know that Jude was physically broken. He didn't know that he was an invalid, basically. Yeah. So one day he saw Jude in a wheelchair and he got triggered, Caleb, because he, I guess he had to take care of his elderly parents and it was like a complete turnoff for him. He's like, why do you need that? He's like, why are you in a wheelchair? Like, it was disgusting to him. And, and like, he would always express his anger at Jude. He's like, why do you need that? He's like basically yelling at him that he's invalid, like it's his fucking fault. Are they in a relationship at this point? Yeah. But no one knows. No one knows. Jude kept it secret from everybody. This motherfucker beat him. No! All the time. No! So he would go to Andy and Andy be like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, when he was a kid, Jude, another, besides cutting himself, he would always, like, throw himself against the wall because it made him feel something. So. I hate this book. (laughs) You know, I don't mean to laugh. I can't Um, believe you This this book, though, it felt so real. Jude's real to me. He's a person They're out all, there. Yeah. He's living. Well, no. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no. So, Caleb would beat him all the time. They were in, like, a relationship for months, but it was very abusive. So, he couldn't use his wheelchair, and he had to, oh, my God, if he was in pain, like, he had to suffer so that Caleb wouldn't see that he was broken, basically. But Caleb would get so abusive with him that he tried to change, you know, like, he's like, he tried to break it off, right? Why are you so stressed yeah. out? This scene made me fucking sob, literally while reading it. He So Caleb was uh, waiting for Jude in Jude's apartment. He didn't know he was going to be there. He, like, jumped out, surprise. He stripped him of his clothes. No. Raped him, no. beat him, and then he took his ass down the elevator, 
pushed him outside so he was naked because Jude's biggest insecurity is his body because he's got scars everywhere from the accident, from his cutting, from everything. Shoves him outside and locks the door so that he can come back in. And he's literally his worst fear is being naked in front of people. There's no one out there, but like his stress level is so high. I can't just imagine his panic. Oh yeah, his panic. You could feel it. And I, I'm getting goosebumps because this at this point I was sobbing. So then he brings up, Caleb brings him back inside, back up into the apartment, beats him again. And then this motherfucker goes to the top of the stairs and throws him down. And then books it. No one... So, this... Jude is so, like... Physically broken. Someone go... Who who goes to the apartment? I think it's his friend who's the landlord, Richard, I think. Goes into his apartment and literally finds him crawling on the floor. He didn't even go to the hospital. He didn't call anybody. And he had been like that for, like, two days. Oh, no, it wasn't... It wasn't Richard. It was his adoptive father, Harold. Because he couldn't get in touch with him. Found him like that. Brought him to Andy. They tried to clean him up. But he still didn't know the like what happened. They just know it was Caleb. But Jude wouldn't say anything. So they cleaned him up. He cleaned up. like There was vomit everywhere from when he was being beaten. And the stairs. And there was blood. So he cleaned everything up. Took care. And then Andy's like, you need to tell Willem when he gets back. Like, you need to tell him. I'm giving you a week to do it. It becomes a thing. Um... He doesn't want to tell anybody because it's like... He's so ashamed. Exactly. The the shame in this man. Like, that's why I was so... I My emotions were fucking all over the place. You were identifying. Uh, ugh, so hard. Anyway, I'm trying to like... Ugh. Um. So that was like the... I think the last kind of worst thing that happened to him. And then once this all is happening... And him and Willem, actually, Willem kind of realizes, he's like, I think I'm in love with Jude. Because he worries about him so much. He's taking care of him his whole life. And it's it's like, it's so he actually expresses his his oh, feelings. God. And they this do it. Can't be good. They end up together as a they couple. Do. And it's cute. And it reminds me a lot of Mickey Milkovich and, and Ian, Ian. Gallagher, uh, Gallagher from Shameless. Because they would always ask... Um, like, Willem, oh, we didn't know you were gay. He's like, I'm not gay. I just love Jude. And I was like, That's oh, Mickey. Yeah. Yes. It's like he just so happens to be in a male body. Yeah. I love him. The person. Yeah. So they end up actually being a couple, but unfortunately, you know, he knows sex is a thing, but he still doesn't know Jude's past. Why? He knows it's a problem, but not a problem. It's an issue. And so he's like, he, he brings up sex. He's like, do you want to have sex? Like... I kind of do because I just, I want you. Like, I mm. want you. I want to be impassioned by you. And they do have sex. He does let him, but he knows that Jude hates it. And that he's just pretending. So Jude basically was in past. Like, you can have sex with whoever you want, but just be here for me. Right. And he does. He does, like, he will have sex with a woman every once in a while, but he's like, it's still not Jude. It's still right. not my man. And he just, the way that Hanya, the author, just describes, like, the way Willem just wraps Jude in his arms when they're sleeping in bed together. Like, it's all the warm feelings. Mm. Like, this is power couple for days. He does eventually divulge his past to Willem. It just takes a whole, whole like, they're in their 50s, 40s. Mm. It, takes for, it takes a while, but he does end up telling him everything. Because Willem is like, I need to be with you. You need to tell me everything. Right. So... 
that's divulged. He ends up telling him about Caleb, like everything. And it's a lot. It's a lot. But now he knows. They're a couple. Everything seems well and dandy. Fuck. No. No. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the, oh, Malcolm is an architect. That's what he does. Their friend Malcolm. Okay. So like he obviously other things are happening with the friendships and everything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no whatever. one gives a shit about anybody else. So he ends up building them a house like up in the country oh, together. I'm so stressed. And they design it. It's so cute. But um, once they get a little bit older, they're in their fifties, I think. Um, his legs are getting worse. He's getting open wounds. They won't heal. The his staff. What uh, is it? They didn't even really say what it was, it, it, but it was definitely complications when he was run over. Good God. Um, but it was just the wounds. He got a bone infection, like, in his legs, like, really bad shit. So Andy's, like, his his physician, Andy, is like, you know what? We really need to talk about amputation. Aww. So he, it, it was a struggle at first, but then he goes through with the amputation, like, but he could keep the knees. And they got prostheses so that he wouldn't always have to be in a chair. Um... Willem, of course, was still, like, trying to stay close to him, but he would have to leave to go film. Um, and he would sometimes use a chair, and he would use his prostheses, but then, like, he would, like, get really sick, and he wasn't eating, and he was punishing himself, and it was, like, it's, it, this poor man, like, punishes his body so bad, and he was, like, refusing to eat. Oh, no, that was, oh, I'm sorry. Um... And they're all happy and everything's great. <laughs> oh my god. And it's it's the holiday and Willem goes no. and he picks up their friends from bus station, airport, whatever. He picks up their friends and they're in the and they're in a nice rental and they're on their way back no, and No, no, no. Fucking truck comes no. out of nowhere. No! No! Willem and Malcolm no! are dead. Jude's love is dead. He's gone from his life. The man, the only man he ever let in is now dead. And this is the last 100 pages of the book. What? Yeah. No! Oh my god! Oh, I'm so mad! So, it is at this point that Jude does take, like, he, he starts cutting even more. He starts refusing to eat because he, like... And so he can't use his prosthesis because they were built to fit his leg, but you lose weight. They don't work. So he's in the wheelchair. Everyone tries to, like, get through to him. And then Andy tells him he's trying to retire, so he's going to have to have a new doctor. And it was so much. So in the end, this is going to be a spoiler alert. Uh, Jude does end up committing suicide for real. Um, he does doing it by injecting air into his veins. Um, and I've that, checked out. Yeah. And what's nice, though, is that there are a couple chapters told from Harold's point of view, his dad, to Willem. So the very last chapter, it's Harold talking to Willem about, like, how Jude had committed suicide, but, like, how much. He's like, I don't know if it was me, if it was Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Who died in the accident? Willem. Jude's lover. The Ian Gallagher to the Mickey. Listen. Or, no, the Ian to the Mickey. This whole book was devastating. Why would you write something it, like this? I read it, not wrote it. But why would she? Oh. I know you didn't write it. Because while his life may have been little to him, it fucking mattered. No, I get that. But, like, 
It's about love. It's about friendship. It's about self-love. Mental health is important, people. But it was so, but it was so well written that these people are like, it, it's a true story. It can't not be. It was so heart-wrenching. That's why people react the way they do on TikTok because it is the most devastating book I've ever read. I can't read that. I want to. I can't do it. It took me a month to finish it just because it was so big. I And the chapters are mad long, like 100 pages long. I don't think that... I could read this. I think this would be one of those things that would affect me so badly. I wouldn't be able to separate myself from it. I don't think you should read it ever. I had to basically disassociate myself. Oh, my God. (laughs) The one part, though, that really killed me was when Caleb... Did what he did. Why are Caleb such pieces of shit? Because I have a Caleb in my book, too, and he pretty much... Karma's a bitch, though, because then he got cancer and died. Oh, good. Of the anus? No. Say it was anus. Oh, no. God. I think uh, <laughs> it was better. something. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, not funny. <laughs> he was a piece of shit. He deserved it. That's fine. And he's fake. Wow. But like. I knew that it was like rough. It, it was also rough for me because I always have those thoughts of like, no one loves me. No one loves me. Like, I hate myself. There's nothing good about me. Who could love this body? Jude was saying all those things. And it was just like. Same, girl, same. And, but, but also, like, all of his friends are like, we love you. We care if you talk to us. Yeah. And he just wouldn't talk to them. But how, why would he? Look, yeah. at th- look at how his life has gone. Any exactly. moment that he's decided, okay, this is the person that I'm going to trust. This is the person that's going to be different. And it wasn't. It just was consecutively worse and yeah. worse and worse. So why would he... Even when you see it, and he probably even felt it, the moment that he gave in, how did he know that he wasn't going to be betrayed? Right. And he always thought that, like, Harold, who adopted him, would turn up like Dr. Trailer and pretend to be nice and clothe him and love say he loves him. But yeah, then and then need something. Oh, God. And it, but And so they were literally, the whole time, are trying to persuade this man that he is loved and that Do they can trust him. It's really so hard. It's sad. Mm. This is somebody's true story oh, somewhere. Oh, 100%. That's the shit that gets me about yeah. books. I don't care how far-fetched it might seem. That is somebody's true story. Yep. Isn't that fucking crazy? I don't think we ended this episode right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. I think we did this episode backwards. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, my God. Um, How do we go from satiated and elated to just heartbroken and depressed? Welcome to Work When I Remember. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So go watch Lady Chatterley's Lover. Please. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. Go make yourself feel good. Don't. Wounds? Fuck that shit. Uh, a little life at your own discretion. If you are stable enough. You have to be bro. stable. There's no way. I'm now convinced that's the reason why you were ill this whole time. It probably made you physically sick. It gave me mono. Yeah, it gave you sickness. It gave me the ick. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're probably right. Because I feel splendid and, oh. after finishing. Yeah. So, 
there's a reason why that book has won awards. It's it's a uh... just when you thought it couldn't get worse, and it go ahead and it just does. But love oh is great, God. especially from Scottish men. So let's go do that. Okay. <laughs>